Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and I am super excited to bring to you today another amazing guest. I love all of my guest podcasts. Today, we are talking with John Wilson. Welcome, John. Hi there, Melissa. So happy to have you here and for you to share your story with my audience. But just to introduce you a little bit before I let you start in telling your story, John, Wils John Wilson worked in health promotion and disease prevention for more than 45 years, and he's about to turn 70 and looks amazing for his age. He earned his Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry at the University of Western Ontario. He's coming to us today from Toronto, Ontario, and he did lab research in clinical immunology at University Hospital in London, Ontario. But deciding he wanted a career change, he did a master's in information science at Western and worked for the Ministry of Labor in Toronto as a uh, special research librarian and later did a master's in engineering degree in occupational health and safety at the University of Toronto while continuing at the, at the Ministry of Labor for many years as a senior manager in occupational health. So lots of educational background, lots of experience in a couple of different fields. And more importantly than all of that, his wife of 36 years, Nikki Cummins, is his business partner as well as life partner. And together, they continue to improve the lives of their clients and business associates in Canada and the U.S. and actively look to expand their reach to many other countries. So welcome again, John. And I want to just dive right in and invite you to tell your story. How did you come to being in this place of such amazing health? at age 70, where you actually say that you feel better than you did when you were in your 40s. People want right. to know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Melissa. Hard to believe, eh? Um, yeah. It's, uh, people never believe that my wife or, my, or I are as old, as old as we are, especially my wife. And I say how old as she is. She's older than me. I won't tell you how old she is. <laughs> she, they, they say, no, 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 no. How old is she really? Because she can't be that age. <laughs> people don't believe it and it's funny because I like to say you know there's that Tina Turner song if I could turn back time and I love that song it's got such a great beat to it but people discount it as not being possible but the reality is is that we can actually turn back time when we start to really take proactive action in our health because some of the things that we're unknowingly doing today 
in the way we're eating and not supporting our body with enough nutrition and we're depleted in minerals and vitamins is actually causing us to age faster as are our inflammation levels and our stress levels. And when we turn all of that around, we can turn back time, which is exactly what you've done in your story. So I love it. Exactly, Melissa. And I tell, I tell prospects and clients in our business that if, if they're men, I say, look, you've got till about age 25, you're okay. From then on, it's downhill all the way unless you do something about it. And women, of course, are much better. You're good till age 30. Uh, after age 30, it's downhill all the way, and you can't just take it, your health for granted. From then on, you've got to be proactive. The, the growth and the building goes to that, that, that age, and from then on, your genes work in a way that causes your body to deteriorate unless you take proactive steps. And luckily, they're not that difficult. It's just that most people aren't really aware of, aware of it or don't think about it, or like me, think it'll, it's important for somebody, like when I was young, it's maybe something for somebody else or something for when I'm old, but it's not anything I'm worried about. I'm here to have a, to kick butt and have a good time. Exactly. We don't realize that what we're doing today is impacting our health five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, especially Absolutely. when we're in our early twenties and late twenties, we just don't realize that because we're not taught that. And that That's is right. definitely a message that I want to be sharing with people is the importance of taking preventative action in our health and then being able to create a life where we live longer and die shorter because we have our health right to the end. My slogan, Melissa, is everyone should die young as late in life as possible. That's awesome. That's actually much nicer than mine. <laughs> I, I watched my parents and I got their genes and I said, I'm not gonna go like that. It wasn't pleasant. My father from early 60s, much younger than I am today, was, was laid off work for medical reasons. And, it, and it, he never really recovered. And, and while he had an active life for years to come after that, it, his health just got worse and worse and worse. And they both lived to be 89, but it wasn't any fun in the last, especially the last 20 years was kind of miserable. And right. I'm saying, I'm never going to do that. Yeah, you, you want know? quality of life to the end, right? I'm going, I'm going full tilt till the end and I'm going out like a light bulb. And that's, that's the way it's going to have to be. I'm so like you. There are three things that, that I learned. Um, and I want to say it right now in case I forget to say it at the end. Uh, that you really, this is the number one message, okay? Mm -hmm. For people to hear, for your viewers, your listeners to hear is, you are responsible for your health. 100%. Second, you must be proactive in managing your health. Again, 100% agreed. And the third thing is, and that can involve thinking, but the third thing is, and learning and that sort of thing, but the third thing is you have to take action. Yes. And I would say you take action consistently. Yes. Again, 100% agreed. And it, it, and it doesn't have to take huge effort. It's, it's little effort all, all the time for a long period that makes a huge difference. Yes, it so, compounds, right? You it got it. It compounds. So yeah, so take me back to your 20s. You were, you know, rocking it and didn't care about your health. And then where did that shift for you where you started to go, wait a minute? I yeah, well, you know, I, I, in my, in my, uh, 
let's see, it would have been my late 20s. I sold my car, moved to downtown Toronto. I was an early adopter. I probably moved into a, the, the very first new high-rise rental apartment in downtown, like I mean, right in the core, four minutes from my office. People thought I was insane. They said, why would you ever live within walking distance of where you work? Now think about that today, right? Yeah. Uh, and they thought I was insane then, but I sold the car. I was between wives at that time. I hadn't had the good fortune to meet Nikki yet. Um, and um, I rode my bike everywhere. I hiked, I played squash, I, I played racquetball. Uh, you know, I was fairly fit, right? But then as I got promoted into more senior management positions, my days got longer. They got way, way, way more stressful. I wasn't having so much fun anymore. And I didn't notice the little changes. You know, first of all, I stopped exercising because who's got time? Mm -hmm. um, I stopped eating meals because I'll have an energy bar, right? And maybe an apple because that's, that's lunch because I have no time. I never would right. go out for lunch. Um, I didn't realize how my body, how badly it was getting until I realized one day I had an over 38 inch waistline because I, I my pants that were bigger than I'd ever worn before these these ones wouldn't fit anymore and I'm going like I'm almost over 39 inches no that was the thing that stopped me cold I'm like no I'm getting fat I'm I'm stressed out I'm not sleeping enough I'm working 12 14 hour days I'm working every other weekend um, I'm eating junk food when I'm eating because um, it's fast. Um, wow, this is this is really really bad. And and the funny thing was, when I was at that stage and I didn't really know quite what to do, the phone rang at the work at work, and it, uh, and it was a recruiter. And she said there was a company coming into Canada. They really like to talk to me. And she said, Are you open at all? I'm curious, you open it all to looking outside of, of government. And I said, where would you like to have coffee? That was the only question I asked, because I knew I, something I had to fix, had to be changed, something yeah. different. And, and so, so what was noticed that? Because I think there's probably a lot of listeners out there that are in the same boat or have been in the same boat or know someone in the same boat, but we don't always take action to your point earlier, right? Yeah. So this phone call, was a wonderful gift. <laughs> yes, and, and you don't. You can you can use this 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 podcast as your call to action. You don't have to wait till something really falls apart. Exactly. Right? And this was turned out to be a, a, a health company expanding into Canada. Um, there was an opportunity, and I said no at the time, but I was really curious, and uh, I said, you know what. We just went through a downsizing. I had to fire everybody that worked for me. It was a, it just added to the stress. It was a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and these people were in the civil service and thought they had lifetime jobs. Mm -hmm. And it was just I won't I mean a, a mess. And uh, I knew they were going to get rid of senior senior management too. In a in a bit, it would take a little longer because we'd get rid of all the the the, uh, the employees first, and and then they could get rid of senior people. And there'd be a package. And you know, if I'll just wait a little while. So I said to them, no, I'm going to wait a while. Sure enough, there was a package. They were going to pay me a lot of money to go. And I said, me first. 
and I ran and I started a business with this company. And I tried one of their primary products they were just introducing into Canada in the nutrition category. And it literally changed my life. Because the other thing I, I didn't say about how I was living, I was getting, you might say, well, how, is you, how are you getting by, John? It, 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 you're not sleeping enough. You're not getting any exercise. You're eating crap. You're gaining weight inexorably. How are you getting by? Well, 10 to 12 cups of coffee a day, every day. Right. I could not get out of bed in the morning. I had, my head was foggy and fuzzy. I had to have three to five cups of coffee before I really felt awake. Uh, and that was before lunchtime. Right. Um, and so when I went on this product, not having any expectations, I realized after two days, I hadn't had a cup of coffee in two days. This is after years of 10 cups of coffee a day, right? I had no withdrawal symptoms. And my head was totally focused, laser sharp, clear. And I realized I had jumped out of bed that morning at 6 a.m. without even the alarm and gone to work and realized at lunchtime, what is going on? And it scared me. Now, luckily, being a biochemist, scientist, and working in the health field for many years, I was able to do my research. And, and uh, what I found, this is before I'd actually committed finally mm -hmm. to, to that position. What I found was a company that did things I'd never ever seen any nutrition company do. The science was beyond anything I'd ever experienced. The clinical studies, um, the patents behind it, um, the, the commitment, the millions and millions and millions of dollars in research and development. And I said, wow, these guys just are doing it differently. And that's when I said, okay, I'm all in. I'm out of here. This is where I'm going. I'm changing my life. And that was the beginning, okay? You know, so I, I sat, at that time I weighed 190 pounds, 38 inch waist, uh, but for the first time felt good. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't remember when I last felt like that. It was so many years before, right? And that's an amazing starting point. And it's such a wonderful thing to realize you feel good and you can't remember the last time you feel good. I actually hear that from clients quite often who have done my detox program. That's the most common feedback that I get. So that's a right. powerful motivator to know that you are now on the right path and to keep going. Because the beautiful thing about the human body is when we create the environment for it to heal, it actually responds quite quickly and starts healing. It wants to heal. We just yeah. have to create the environment for it to be able to do so. I have to say though, in my experience, you're very lucky that you didn't have withdrawal symptoms on that coffee. And we all have different coffee tolerance levels yeah. because I do work with a lot of people and get them off coffee because it does have an impact on sleep, et cetera, with the eight hour half-life. And a lot of people struggle through headaches, but once they're through and they only last a couple of days, once they're through again, they actually have more energy. So the thing they were using for energy is actually depleting their energy. Well, it's interesting you say that, Melissa, because my wife and I had switched to eat decaf at home mm -hmm. and we would go visit my parents in London, Ontario on the weekend sometimes. And by, and every Sunday afternoon, we'd have a headache, both of us. And we couldn't figure this out for the longest time. Why do we always get headaches at, at my parents' place? And then we found out from my parents that they drink decaf and we didn't know it. Ah. So we would, we'd gone from drinking caffeinated coffee all week for weeks, right. months. We go there to visit 
and we'd have no nothing but decaf. And by the second day, we'd have a splitting headache. Yeah. But when I went, when I went on this product, mm-hmm. after this was some time later from from that time, I went cold turkey without knowing no knowing it, and with no headache, no oh. symptoms of any kind. That's awesome. Had, so the difference was the product. Yes, this, the nutrition that you were taking in was countering that. That's awesome. Yeah, unbelievable. So I got pretty excited. Okay. And so I started to build my business and um, I started to lose weight um, and I got down to, uh, uh, I lost, I lost 13 pounds within a couple of months on that first product. And it was a multivitamin mineral phytonutrient product. It wasn't a weight management product. It just gave me all the basic nutrients in a very bioavailable form. So my body could work like it should. Right. I mean, I was only 43. And that you hadn't been getting previously. So and I just wasn't likely, getting it. You were like years. In. Yes. For years. And so I lost 13 pounds. Um, and that really impressed me. That really, really, like I went, okay, this, there's something about this nutrition stuff that that's more than I understand. And later on, I went on to another product and I lost another eight pounds. And that was a mitochondrial health product. And I actually said to the scientists at the time in the company, I said, why did I lose eight pounds when I took this product? I did nothing else. Just like with LifePack, I didn't change anything else and I lost that 13 pounds. Now, this is a couple of years later, I'm taking another product they introduced and I lost eight pounds pretty quickly, two months, um, and didn't change anything. And they said, well, you have mitochondria that now work as if they're younger Young mitochondria burn sugar as well as fat. Old mitochondria, which you had, don't burn fat anymore. So instead of burning that fat, you stored it in your body and you got that extra extra fat. As soon as your mitochondria started working as if they were young again, you burnt that fat away and you lost eight pounds of fat. And I went, oh, this is even more exciting, right? Um, And another thing that I, I was learning was now we could actually change gene expression so that your genes worked as if they were younger. And, and that has progressed since then. That was the first product and it, it really blew my mind. So now I was down to um, probably about 170, about 170 pounds. Um, I went on a, a weight management program that they launched, the company launched, uh, which was based on this genetic function change, genetic gene expression change. And I got down to about 162 pounds. Um, But then I started to gain weight, but what it was was muscle mass while I continued to lose body fat. So I gained over the program 90 days, I gained five pounds. Now I was doing weights, not big weights, but stretches and and weights, push, push ups, and 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 bar, you know, hand hand barbells, right? Right. Um, so you have to do some some physical um, body weight exercises. Absolutely. But I got my body weight, and this was I was sixty three, and got my body weight down, or by to say my body fat down to eleven percent, ten to eleven percent. I think it was closer to ten percent, ten point six or something. Uh, but gained five pounds because I, I put on about 10 pounds of muscle mass and I was 63. Right. And one of my good friends was, was one of the top um, uh, fitness trainers in Canada. And she told me that, that like, you can do that at that age, 
but it usually takes really heavy duty gym work to be able to do that, not the kind of stuff I was doing. So the gene expression change really made, made a difference. Um, allowed you to build stronger, more burn fat and build muscle. So you change your body shape. Yes. You get a lot healthier body composition, but don't necessarily lose weight. And everybody thinks weight loss is about just about the scales and the pounds. We're not even going to talk about weight loss today, but that's <laughs> not what it's about. Okay, it's about body composition. And and uh, then I I, um, I I took another uh, the the latest product they came out with at that time um, with this gene expression change that that affected I mentioned it affected the mitochondria. And after about three months on that product, I went out for my daily walk. And I started running and I hadn't run since high school. Okay, so this was more than 40 years I had not run. Right. And I don't actually like exercise. I don't count squash and racquetball as exercise really. But the, the normal stuff you do in a gym like weights and, and, and push-ups and that kind of stuff or running. No, not for me. I don't do any, I never do that stuff. And I started running and, and in six weeks, I, I did a 5K charity run. Now remember, I hadn't run for more than 45 years and I'm 63, 64. I went, it was over 4,000 feet altitude and I did 5K in 29 minutes. After just six weeks of time, I started to run at all. That's and she, impressive. I asked her again about that and she said, that is in incredible and that's when she started to use these products and hasn't ever she put on her website i'm not putting anything else in my body but this so that was an interesting story so now i'm i'm um, really doing well um we also i also have the only technology in the world to measure antioxidants non-invasively in the body so i can tell somebody how many servings of fruits fruits and vegetables they're eating or whether the the multivitamin supplement they're taking actually is being absorbed or not right mm -hmm. and and so i was finding the average person in, in canada or, or even in the u.s when i went down to the u.s with my scanner um that's what the device is called a scanner biophotonic scanner actually and I find most people who scored on a scale from 10,000 to like 90,000 plus between 20 and 30, maybe 35,000. And my score was 48,000. And then when I got it on a, another better, better, the next version of the multivitamin, a better one, it went to 64,000. And then when I added the ultimate version of our, our, our gene expression change product, it went to 85,000. Remember, this is when an average person is like, 25 or 30,000. And the minimum, absolute minimum for, for anything close to optimal health would be 40,000. And I always tell my clients, you need to get to at least 60,000. So we're talking double or triple the level of antioxidants in their body than is typically found in North Americans. Okay. Right. And let's just stop there for a minute. And I just want you to talk about the importance of antioxidants for anybody who isn't familiar with that, because of course they are so important, but if you can just take a moment to explain that. Incredibly important because we're inundated with, with what are called free radicals and free radicals come from your food. They come from exercise. Even they come from the sun. They come from breathing oxygen, basically 4% of every of every breath of oxygen you take gets turned into free radicals inside the mitochondria in every cell where the energy is made. And those free radicals then get spewed into the cell um, all over your body. 
and they want to get an electron to get, they're unstable, they are missing an electron, they grab an electron from wherever they can get it. Now, when they grab an electron from a chemical bond of another molecule, it disrupts that molecule. Well, what if that's a, an essential enzyme, right? That's making your body work. Um, and now it doesn't work right anymore. Um, what if it's a, uh, the, the lipid membrane in your cell that was required to function properly or the cell doesn't, any, every cell in your body can't work. Well, free radicals love to get into those lipids and grab electrons and disrupt the cell membrane. So we're all a mess because for, mo for many of us, we're just inundated with these free radicals and you need antioxidants to, to what I call quench the action of the free radicals, stop it. Think of them, think of free radicals, uh, the, the antioxidants as a Pac-Man game. For those of you who are old enough to understand Pac-Man, remember Pac-Man. <laughs> yes. Uh, it goes, the Pac-Man the Pac go around gobbling up, right? Gobble, gobble, yeah. gobble, 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 yeah. right? Well, that's what the, the antioxidants are doing in every cell in your body, if they're there. Yes. So where they're do they cleaning come? up. They're where cleaning they up and getting well, rid of all those free radicals. Now our body makes free radicals, otherwise we wouldn't be alive for very long, but it doesn't make all the free radicals we need. There's a whole bunch of them that only come from guess where? Our diet. Mm -hmm. And guess what in our diet? Fruits and vegetables. Yes. And why do you need an antioxidant score of 60,000 or higher? Because that indicates that you've been eating about 12 servings of fruits and vegetables per day, 10 to 12, I would say, um, unless you're taking some sort of supplement, which is adding, adding more, okay? So we know every government, Canada, US says seven to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables a day to get enough antioxidants for optimal health. Well, the average person in North America still to this day eats three to four servings and many are two or less. You know, I've interviewed many, many patients in doctor's offices and the first thing I say is, tell me how many servings of fruits and vegetables you eat. And this, some, it was hilarious sometimes that the person would go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, sure, go ahead, give me a minute, give me a minute. Uh, let me think, let me think. Let me think. Um, yeah, yeah, last Thursday I had an apple, I remember. <laughs> okay, now seriously, they would have maybe one serving of fruit in a week. Yep. And you need uh, two to four a day. Yep. Um, and you need, you need six to eight minimum servings of fruits and vegetables. So, uh, and I wasn't when I started uh, on this journey, my score, I would estimate would not have been more than 30,000 back there in the nineties when I was starting. Um, but it, it, by the time we got the biophotonic scanner, I could, and I could scan people, I'd already been on the LifePak product for a while. And that's why my score had, well, my diet wasn't where it is today, but my score was, was, um, 48,000. Then it went to 64, then it went to 85. And I haven't scanned myself for quite a while, uh, recently, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's over 85,000 because my diet is just, I keep adding fruits and vegetables and things to my diet as time goes by. So before, as I told you earlier, before we started, Melissa, today, um, my typical, in my 20s, my typical dinner was a pound of steak and a Caesar salad and, and probably a big glass of wine or a couple of beers. And now it'll be a big plate covered in vegetables with no, no, no meat at all, or a little bit of meat or seafood or fish, right? Mm -hmm. 
virtually never read Mead. I do occasionally. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being a monk. Um, but I, it's just nothing like it was, right? And I have a couple of servings of fruits at least every day. Um, and so it's, it's very, very different. I cut out the grains, I cut out the wheat. Um, I have nuts, I have seeds every day. Um, I have fruit every day. Um, I have fermented foods as well every day. Uh, so these are all things I learned on the last stage of my journey which takes me to the last year. Okay. It's been a tough year. This was an eye-opening year, tough at times, but again, life-changing. Not so good at the beginning, but now I can, looking back, I can say this has been, had benefits, okay? Yes. So uh, we have to go back uh, to, to uh, the, the winter, no, the summer of 2016, five years ago. I had had a brown spot on the shin of my left leg for 20 years. Had been there, was about this big around, had been there forever, that couple of decades. It started to make little, little changes. And I started, just enough that I started to notice. I thought, well, that's kind of odd. So I, I, my, I had to go to a medical for my annual medical. I saw the doc and I said, what do you think? He said, that's nothing, don't worry about it. Okay, went back came home, um, noticed, you know, over the next couple of months, it was changing a little more. I went back again. No, nope, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. That was a different doctor this time too. Hmm. Family doctor. I went back at Christmas of that year because the skin had sloughed off and I thought, oh, I must have run into a table leg or something. But then it didn't heal. Five days, it was still raw, never healed. It didn't scab. And I went, okay, that is bad. That I know that's wrong. There's something here. I don't know what it is, but this is wrong. I went to the family doctor again, again said, I don't really think that's anything to worry about. And I said, I'm not leaving until you send me to the dermatologist. Okay, got a dermatology appointment. They lost, then they lost my phone number. <laughs> so it took another month. I was gonna take three weeks. It took another three weeks. It took about six weeks to see the dermatologist. Uh, showed him, he goes, oh, well, that's interesting. I don't know if that's really anything to worry about, uh, but you know what? I'm gonna do a punch biopsy just, just in case. Uh, and by this time, I think there was, a, there was kind of a light scabbing on it, but it certainly never healed over. Um, he called me in three days in a panic. He said, you have to see a surgeon immediately. This was like Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday, I think. He said, I can't, I'm booked solid. Uh, I'm gonna book you in um, at Humber River Hospital in, on Friday. You have to see the plastic surgeon. Saw him, first thing he said was, John, if I don't take this out, this will kill you. I said, oh, you have my attention. Uh, he said, you wanna come back tomorrow for general anesthetic or do it now? I said, no, let's do it now. So we did it, stuck uh, freezing in my thigh and in my shin, cut a big chunk of skin out of my thigh, scraped, it was like watching a, uh, an Inuit woman cleaning, a, the, the, cleaning a, a seal skin, you know, scraping the fat off the back, shaped it, to, then he took a big chunk out of my shin about like that, shaped it around to fit and sewed it in. He says, don't worry, I've done at least a thousand of these. And he was a 
uh, his, his, when he wasn't doing that sort of thing, he was doing facial reconstruction, breast reconstruction. So we really knew what he was doing. He said, in, in, in four months, you hardly know there was ever anything there. Um, and so uh, uh, I um, then had the, the option of, he said, well, you know, we got, I guess it was three weeks later. He said, come and see me in three weeks, went to see him. He said, here's the pathology on the tumor I took out. This is just deep enough that you need to go to Princess Margaret and have a lymph node biopsy in your groin. Uh, we can't say you're okay. Uh, if it was half a millimeter deep, I could say you're done, no problem, you're, there's nothing to worry about. If it was a milli, milli, millimeter and a half deep, I'd say, oh my goodness, so you, you got a big problem. We got it, you got it, you're gonna have to get cancer therapy. This was a millimeter. So it was in between. But just so people understand melanoma, how dangerous this is, the difference between your in depth, and you know how millimeter is very tiny. Yes. One millimeter difference between you're scot-free, no problem, and you're gonna die. Literally, you're gonna die for sure. One millimeter. Yeah. So I went back to the hospital. He did the lymph node biopsy on my groin. Three lymph nodes they took out. Two were completely um, free. One had uh, microscopic metastases, very small. Um, and of course, the surgeon then wants to take out all the, all the lymph nodes in my groin, which will leave me pretty well disabled off and on for the rest of my life. Uh, it's not very pleasant either. And I said, no, not until I do my research. So thank God, again, I'm a scientist. I went and did the research. I found papers that would only come out very, like, like weeks before on, on this very subject. And they said, in both cases, one in Germany, one in California, they said, we do too much surgery in these cases. There's no difference in tenure survival time, whether you do the surgery or you don't. Given the nature of the surgery, it's a stupid, we shouldn't be doing it to people. So I went back to see the surgeon and said, no, you're not cutting, you're not doing it. And he didn't know what to do. He was totally flabbergasted. That's he said, all he knew. It's all that's he knows how to do. His training, right? So that's all he knew. Did you Just show like, him the research papers? Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's what he has to do because that's the standard of care. Right. In Germany, they said they were tell we've already told the government they have to change the standard of care for melanoma. It doesn't make sense. So anyway, right. he said, you got to go see the medical oncologist. So I went to see the medical oncologist. He said, there's no... Um, there are two clinical trials I'm doing, but he did some checks and he said, um, to get into either of them, you have to have all your lymph nodes out first. And I said, I'm not, I'd already told the surgeon, I'm not doing this. He then said to me, he'd never said anything up till this time. He then said to me, okay, I would make the same decision in your situation. But he wasn't gonna say anything till I told him that I'd already told the surgeon I'm not doing it. He didn't wanna get in trouble. Right. Um, so then I said, okay, fine. Uh, I called up one of my uh, client doctors from my business, uh, who's a functional medicine expert. Um, and I used to scan a lot of his patients. He put his patients on my products. I could tell you stories about his patients calling me and saying, thank you for saving my life. And I go, what, who are you? And they said, well, I'm Dr. D's patient. And he put me on blah, blah. And like, I had, you know, this and that, and I'm fine now. And I'm going, oh, well, you're welcome. I'm so glad. But anyway, I went to, he said, come and see me. So I went to see him. First question he asked me was, how many hours of sleep do you get every day? That was the first question he asked me, knowing that I had this uh, cancer. Uh, I thought, well, that's really interesting. No doctor ever asked me how many hours sleep I'm getting. And he said, okay, I want you to go see this naturopath friend of mine. He only does cancer patients. He's a, he's a genius. 
Uh, he's got a cancer nutritionist. She's really good. So I went to see them. Um, and uh, the nutritionist over, over the, the nutritionist said, your diet's pretty good, John, but it isn't good enough. And so she made further tweaks. And that's where I got to where I am today. Um, people think I'm nuts when they look at what I eat. <laughs> but but you hey, have motivation to eat the way you eat, right? I do, I do. <laughs> and the naturopath, over time, I got to know him better. And he put me on a whole series of Ayurvedic stuff, um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of supplements that were not, not like anything I had access to with my business, uh, above and beyond that. And, uh, and he said, by the way, over after we known each other for what a year, he said, you know, John, you are unbelievably healthy. I never see patients your age like you. In fact, he said, it's kind of a problem sometimes because you're so healthy, your body's so resilient. Remember, I'm 68 at the time. Um, he said that, that you, you don't show any symptoms even if there's something going on. And so it's hard to treat because you can't, you got, you don't even know there's anything there. Um, that was that. I tell people that all the time when I talk about eating the 80-20 rule, that when we eat well 80% of the time, the body has the resilience to forgive the other 20% of the time, right. right? And that's what's going on with you here. It may be hard for the naturopathic doctor to treat, but it's serving you in terms of the optimal health right. that you've been able to find. So I'm back at the, now I'm, I'm, I'm three years later, everything's going fine. Uh, I'm doing routine CT scans every three months just to monitor. Uh, and I have this scan just over a year ago. It was a year ago, March. And it shows something that should be there in my right lung. Uh, so now I'm talking to the medical oncologist uh, for real. And he says, well, that doesn't look good. We'll do another, we'll do another scan in two months because we can't biopsy that. In two months, it shows now more here in the right lung some starting in the left lung and two in my abdominal wall. And he says, okay, we can biopsy that one. You're doing a biopsy like immediately. Of course, what does it show? Metastatic melanoma. He says, okay, we got to come and see me. Um, we got to plan a strategy here for treatment. Um, we're, going to, we're going to talk immunotherapy. Now he said, if I was having this conversation with you more than four years ago, and this is a way to grab my attention, believe me, he said, First thing he said was, if we were having this conversation more than four years ago, John, I'd be telling you you had less than one year to live and there's nothing we could do. Basically, you're gonna die. Um, but we now have immunotherapy, drugs that work with this with melanoma, uh, with, your, with your mutation uh, and OHIP, thank goodness, our insurance, provincial insurance plan now pays for it because it's about $10,000 per infusion. Some people need a year at like 12 infusions. Right. So do the math. And that's just for the infusion, let alone all the other stuff, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so uh, we started at the end of July of last year, the first infusion. We did three infusions by, I did a CT scan and MRI at the end of October, beginning of, uh, no, sorry, the end of September, beginning of October, both showed nothing. Amazing. Totally cancer free. Nothing. Amazing. MR, uh, it was a PET scan. Sorry, it was a PET scan. Nothing in my body anywhere. Nothing anywhere. Um, and uh, he said, wow, you're my all-star patient. He said, I told you, you would do better than typical because you're incredibly healthy. But even this, like, this is amazing. <laughs> Three months? 
13, three and four months. Um, and he said, and, and you do get autoimmune side effects with, with, with the, you know, it's not scot-free. It's nothing like radiation or chemo, which can really be unbelievably bad, kill you even. Um, but the immunotherapy revs up the immune system, allows your immune system to recognize the tumor, start to kill it, but you can get autoimmune side effects. So mm -hmm. it killed my pituitary gland. I don't have a pituitary gland that works. And my adrenals went wacky. So I did end up in the hospital for five days and I got a little tiny bit of hepatitis in my liver, which resolved very quickly. Uh, and that wasn't anything like side effects that some people get, which are much worse. I mean, nothing like chemo, but still enough that they're, they get more of it and more multiple times than I got. Um, and so it was just three infusions. And he said, you know what? unless you object, I think you're, you're done. And we'll just go back to monitoring you. So again, I'm back on three month scans to monitor me. And I have another one coming up in a month and I'm sure it will be negative. Um, but I sort of got a new, a new um, my bottom line is that thank goodness I was doing what I was doing all this time. Yes. But I, I took responsibility for my health. I took action. I made changes. I made continuous changes over time, constantly getting a little better a little better. It wasn't everything all at once, right? right. And, and I haven't aged like normal. I'm, and I didn't go through that cancer like a typical patient. Um, and I don't expect to get it back. And, you know, the nurses once, nurses, I would go into the hospital, like I was going in weekly at times, right? And the nurses would say to me, John, you know, don't ever lose your attitude. She says, you unbelievable, your attitude is so strong. And she said, you know, the patients who come in here and it's, oh, woe is me and everything's awful and why me and blah, blah, whining and complaining and bitching. They're the ones that don't make it. Yeah, because Which, it's interesting, that connection between mind and body, right? Exactly, exactly. The body can't heal in a stress state, but the body also can't heal if we don't believe we can heal. So if we talk ourselves down into that woe is me state and think that we're doomed because of this diagnosis, then that's the outcome we're going to get versus believing that our body is designed to heal if we create the environment in which it can heal and work with all the best doctors on both mainstream medical and holistic. And I am now learning about more doctors that are kind of straddling that fence when it comes to cancer. Right. to help people. And I have a friend that's been going through immunology herself and working with those practitioners can be really beneficial for people. And they too support that mindset and that belief, yes. you know, just very helpful. If you have a very, very positive uh, physician who you can relate to and who treats you like a human being. Absolutely. And unfortunately mine was fantastic, but I know from talking to some people that they're not all, as good as mine was and is. Um, so at I the end here- that You can look for that and you can actually almost interview your doctors. Well, yeah, and that's another way to be proactive. Exactly. Um, and if you don't have the knowledge at, and the skills yourself to do the research necessary, I encourage everyone listening to, um, if you're in a situation like this, to find help to do that. There are people out there who are willing, and if you don't have a friend 
or somebody that you know who can do that. There are people who can do that. There are patient advocates. There are, there are cancer specialists. There are people who will definitely help you to understand. But don't ever say, oh, it's beyond me. I can't do anything. It's, it's all in the doctor's hands. They're the experts. They know everything. That is a recipe for disaster, okay? It is. And something else I've said on this podcast before, and I agree with exactly what you're saying, and that is to create your health network when you're healthy. We have social networks. We have sporting networks. We have business networks. But we don't think we need a health network. But guess what? If we know who that health network is when we're healthy, then we know when to turn when we need help and may not feel great and may not have the energy to figure it all out for ourselves. Right, exactly. We know exactly where to turn in our moment of need. Right. And I've always had a short list of health practitioners that I work with often on the holistic side, um, like a chiropractor, for example. People go, why would you go to a chiropractor? Well, because my back's in perfect shape. And my nerves all work right because I see a chiropractor on a routine basis. My dentist, my hygienist, well, why do you go to the dentist all the time? Well, because your oral health is directly connected to your systemic health. And if you don't want to have a heart attack or worse or a stroke or worse, um, make sure you have excellent periodontal health. That means going and having preventive care and then doing the home care, being responsible. It was my hygienist who taught me that. She went, thank like bless her heart, she would kick my ass if I came in and I had pockets were getting bigger or a little bit of bleeding. She said, ah, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I know. And she would get back. And then she would show me what to do. Again, she cared and took responsibility for making sure I knew how to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So now, of course, I have a list of, of healthcare practitioners and at least 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> But at the end, I've also realized that, you know, I've survived this. Um, I'm 70 going on 40. I'm actually 70 next week. My birthday's next week. I'm 70 going Early on. Early birthday. Thank and you. you do look amazing for 70. I would never guess that. And, and I, I want to help as many people as possible. So I'm, I'm really committed. I'm using Zoom now. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to go global and talk to people, not just locally or in Canada and the U.S., but uh, around the world about my message that, you know, you can be proactive and you need to be. And if you're interested, here are some things you need to do. Um, and then I can offer my, my services and products as well, if that's, if that's something you're interested in. If not, that's okay. Um, but I've seen what they've done for me. I'm living proof yes. of, of, of this uh, gene expression approach. First, just Jason, basic lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. That got me a very long ways. Anybody can do that. And then on top of that, the cherry on the cake, as it were, was, was, was the gene expression change that we're able to, to do now, which takes it even further. Um, and so I fully expect to you know, be kicking uh, around for another 30 years um, and not stopping anytime soon. And that's awesome. And I really love your story. And this series of podcasts is around supplements. And, you know, a lot of what you've been talking about in these products that you've been using are in fact supplements. They're yep. natural herbs, et cetera, that have put together, as you said, in a very bioavailable way, a way that's easy for the body to be able to absorb and giving you what your body truly needs that you're not actually able in this day and age to get through food, even if you're eating the best diet on the planet. Right. And it's interesting you said, Melissa, because 
all of our gene expression change products are herbal extracts. They're all botanical extracts, all of them. A lot of them are, are, are specifically food extracts, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, um, not some weird plant that grows 15,000 feet up in the Himalayas, but food that people actually eat. Right. Not necessarily in Canada or the United States, it might be somebody in Japan or somebody in Iceland or, or somebody in Peru um, right. in a traditional diet. Um, but we learned what all these foods were and then we own the patents on how to screen the ingredients that we extract rapidly. And we can screen thousands of different combinations until we come up with the ones that actually change the gene expression to, to move it back, back closer to what it is in a young person compared to what it is, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 80, whatever, as you age, it changes more and more from what it was when you were 20. And right. so we're just able to move it closer to that, but they're all plant extracts, yes. And so that's a beautiful thing because it's still food, as you say, right? And sometimes people are like, well, I don't, I don't wanna take more pills. I don't wanna take medicine and it's, it's food is medicine, right? Yeah. Food should be our medicine and eating good food that nature has provided to us can allow us to thrive. It's just that very often the food that we buy in the grocery store is so nutrient deplete and well, our bodies are running on fumes, right? You're As right. I mean, the food well. The, the micronutrient content, in other words, vitamins and minerals in fruits and vegetables has been decreasing since the 20s and 30s of the last century. Um, and it's not getting any better. No. Uh, and now what our company has done actually, and we're, is we have created a company called Controlled Environment Agriculture, where we can grow plants indoors under controlled environment. So there's no possible exposure to pollution, to pesticides, to herbicides. We control the environment completely. We even control the wavelength of light that the plants get. And so we can, we're able to extract the cleanest, purest, um, components from the from the the plant as possible compared to growing it. Yeah, a lot of our stuff still growing in the ground, but we're moving to the point where eventually, in some years, all of these things are going to come from controlled environment agriculture. There's going to be no possibility of any contamination. Um, and so, right now, what we do is we we measure down to the part per billion on on every extract from every source every supplier, we don't take any supplier's assays at all. Mm -hmm. We do our own, whether they may give them to us, but we don't pay attention to them. Right. Do our yeah. own right down to the part per billion. It costs millions and millions of dollars to do this, but it's the only way to be absolutely certain that you've got pure, clean ingredients, Right. no contamination. Right. And believe me, the stuff that you buy on the store shelf. There's plenty of contamination. There's, yeah, you don't want to take that stuff. Yeah. So I just want to say congratulations to you for that wake up call you had when you were putting on your pants and that 38 inch waist and realizing that you needed to do something different. And, and, and if, if anybody notices anything odd on their skin, and that's, I, I've lived this, I almost died because of this. Um, if you notice anything on your skin that looks odd, that's changed, don't go, ah, don't worry about it. Go and have it looked at. And if you're really concerned, make sure you get a biopsy if, it's, if, you're, if you're really concerned. Um, because melanoma is really deadly. Canada 
is really bad for diagnosing melanoma. We're not Australia where they're on top of this. Canada's family doctors still are not very good at doing this and you need to really be proactive. So even have another person look your body over because a melanoma can happen anywhere where you can't even see it. Um, so, and I, I'm sorry, I, I just had to get that message out no, there No, and too. I fully agree with you because I've actually been through melanoma myself and had a biopsy that said it was melanoma and they were testing a new machine out of UBC so that it could put this machine into family doctor's offices and it came out negative. And when the biopsy came out positive, I called my doctor and said, you need to get rid of that machine. And mine was less than a millimeter. So I did get it out and it was all fine. And I do uh, annual checkups. I was six monthly, but now I'm far enough post. I do yeah, annual, annual yeah, yeah. And I 100% agree with you about checking your body and just trusting in yourself. I like to tell people that you are your own best doctor. If your gut is telling you that this is changing and you need to um, get this looked at and a doctor tells you, oh, it's nothing to worry about, go and see a few more doctors because you're right. They aren't all trained in everything. It would be impossible for them to all be trained in everything and try to find doctors with more experience and get it looked at and don't waste too much time doing that. Exactly. Time, when it comes to a melanoma, time is everything. It is. Um, it and, and I'm convinced that mine got as bad as it was because of that months and months of delay yes. between me mm -hmm. first noticing it and finally getting a biopsy. Yes, yeah. I agree. Thank goodness well, I did, it didn't kill me. But And thank goodness, yes, you're here to tell the story and inspire others. So just as we wrap up here, I want to say thank you so, so much for joining us today and sharing your inspirational story and the importance of being proactive in your health the need for supplements in our life and the benefits that can have. But before I let you go, I want you to answer this question that I ask of all my guests. What sure. does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Well, it means that if you wait until something happens to you, it could be too late or the consequences of having to fix it at this stage could be quite nasty. Um, and it's better, I mean, any, any damage to the body, any disease, any ill health is best nipped in the bud, as they say. The earlier you take action, the better. So I'm hoping that people take that to heart and don't say, oh, no, no I'll, I'll worry about it when I have to. Well, when you have to, it could be too late. I agree 100%. And that's why I've created this podcast. That's why I've named it that name, because it's my mission and yours to help people realize the value of their health and the importance of being proactive, as you said early on in the podcast. So please let people know how they can get hold of you if they would like to learn more about your products and about what you're doing. And maybe there's people out there that you might be able to help as well. So how can they reach out? <laughs> So much, Melissa. People can reach me on Facebook under John Russell, two S's, two L's, Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N, at john at kingbirdgroup.com, K-I-N-G-B-I-R-D.com, um, or my phone direct, 416-823-2889, um, or on LinkedIn, that's same, John Russell Wilson. And um, I'm happy to talk to anybody. It's my mission to help people stay younger, longer. 
I love that. And we can drop all of that contact information into the show notes as well. So thank you so, so much for being here and sharing your story today. I'm sure that it has impacted listeners, inspired listeners, some that you may never even know, but just in sharing your story, you have helped helped others for sure. So thank you so much. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. And thank thank you to all of my listeners of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I look forward to seeing you back next time. I just want to uh, share a special offer with all of my female listeners. And I want to ask you, are your hormones driving you crazy? Because I know there are many women struggling with hormones driving them crazy. And as such, I'm offering a program starting August 3rd. It's three weeks, August 3rd, 10th and 17th in partnership with my mentor, Dr. Stephen Cabral. He has created an online course called Rebalancing Your Female Hormones so that you can get to the bottom of what all of the symptoms are and where your hormones are out of balance in order to bring them back into balance so that your symptoms can be alleviated. And online courses are great, except that there's nobody for you to ask questions to. And so what I'm offering is you buy his course And then you come to my free Q&A sessions that I will be offering once a week for three weeks so that you have time to get through module one, module two, and then week three pulls it all together. You can get your questions answered and know how to move forward in order to alleviate those symptoms. Because let's face it, our hormones are changing all the time, but when we're in perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, that can be a good 20 years of your life. And you don't want to feel like crap for 20 years of your life, right? So I just want you to know that you don't have to, and you can do something about it. And when we rebalance your hormones, it leads to reducing your hot flashes and night sweats. It improves your energy and reduces fatigue. It allows for healthy, natural weight loss, improves your mood. You get to enjoy crystal clear thinking, improved memory recall, reduces your brain fog, improves fertility. So even women that are struggling with fertility issues, rebalancing your hormones is really important. It improves libido, allows for deeper sleep, balances blood sugar levels, reduces joint pain, and rejuvenates your body with life. Your hormones are responsible for so much, and they're just one of the systems in our body, but they have so much impact on other systems. So if that's of interest to you, Go to the show notes and uh, click on the link to learn more about this program. And I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app. And let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.